Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another kick-ass and sparkly ladypreneur podcast. With me as always is the marvelous, the sparkly, the ravishing, the, I was going to say raunchy, the always awesome, <laughs> Therese Tucker. Sometimes. <laughs> I was just telling Rach about the whole uh, gender switching thing. You know, those name tests where you put your picture in and I it does something to your that. picture. I'm going to go find it. <laughs> so I told Rach she's got to check me out as a man. I went on there just to see, right? And I didn't know that it shared it to my profile. So I woke up this morning to a whole bunch of comments. Oh my God. <laughs> laughing at me as a man. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I, I have like, no I, I words. Haggard. I have no. <laughs> I look like a, a haggard version of Kenneth Branagh. It's just like. <laughs> you got to scroll know. down and see my husband. Oh, <laughs> scroll down to see my husband as a woman. Okay, where is he? I think I got the better picture out of the two of them. How far down is it? It's down. It's down. Down there in the comments. Oh, in the comments. Oh. Oh, yes, it's in the comments. Right. Oh, it's yeah, so basically they put my face on a man, but they, like, just put lipstick on him and fluffed up his hair a little bit. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, sexy time. <laughs> sexy time. Mark, stay a man. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely, Mark, you should definitely stay a man. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> like, I just, you know, at least put some longer hair on him. To him. I mean, they shortened yours. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. All right. Okay. Mm, I'm not going to say what I think because it'd be very politically incorrect. Okay. I will share that with you later. Right. Basically. Stay focused. More coffee. More coffee. More coffee. And I'm out of wine. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our topic for today because we were having a discussion as we always do before we go live going, what are we going to talk about today? And then we start talking about the various things that are going on in our lives. And one of the things that Therese made a mention of, and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's what we need to talk about. Was how sometimes we trick ourselves into believing that we need to do more than we actually need to do. Now, I'm going to try to Therese to tell the bigger story around that coin. <laughs> well, one of the things I was talking about was, um, you know, Ju Jupiter, the planet Jupiter has gone retrograde and Jupiter is the planet of expansion. So when it's going direct, we feel a lot of joy and expansion in our lives. And right now with it going indirect, what's happening or retrograde rather is kind of a feeling of spinning our wheels. Like I'm doing all the things I need to do and I don't feel like I'm getting the result I want. And part, so for me, what happens is I'll do more. I'll do more because then I'll get the result. And uh, an example in my own personal business is in School for Spirit, I do, I have like six classes, plus I had a bonus class because there's me doing more. And then <laughs> during these classes, a lot of times I have to consult with Rach because I, I want to give them all the things. I want oh, to give people all the things. things all the things, something that would be put into a book. I want to give you in one hour and I'm starting to catch myself now when I feel it, I feel this sense of like dread, like I'm never going to finish this. And so I have to check in with rage 
because she takes the classes with me and I say, listen, if I'm going to give you this, 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 and this, and she's like, whoa, you could just right. stop at this, Little. this, and this. <laughs> Slow it down. There's only so much we can actually take in in the class, but you know. Right. And I wasn't even feeling good about all of it. Like it felt excessive to me, which is the first, I have to say, the first time I've actually felt that in myself. So number one, feel it. <laughs> feel into your situation, right? Uh, after talking with her and saying, you know, these two things, I, I feel like they're necessary and yet I don't, I don't have a desire to teach it. In fact, I feel like some of it might cause confusion instead of clarity. And so she said, so take them out, just take them out. And as soon as I did, I got really excited again. Then it was fun. And then I wanted to finish it. And then there was a lot of joy and excitement about what I'm going to be sharing. Um, so that was, that's a huge aha for me because I am, uh, and Rach is as well from the tribe of over givers. So Rach, let's, let me hand it back to you. What does it no, feel like? So well it? It your life. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at yours. Uh, okay. Fine. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> um, I was getting caught up in like, I did a, a speaking gig last weekend and before I even got to that point, I was thinking, okay, I've got to organize all this stuff for it and, you know, be prepared and, and all that jazz. And even with the masterclass I did yesterday, same thing. And then I realized, well, hang on a second. What does it really need to be about? And the answer came up with, well, it's just this stuff. Can't teach everything. So let's bring it right down to just this because they can grasp that. And then there's a few little educational pieces that I just need to teach so this makes sense and to narrow it down to highlights, basically, because I know I can go overboard. So what I did to stop myself from going into too much, I spent uh, a couple of hours literally just creating some very basic slides that would keep me on track. I did them the day before the speaking gig. I was on there for 40, I ended up being 55 minutes. 55 minutes up there talking, which I can easily do, but I, all I needed was a few slides to keep me on track to get everything out that I needed to get out and nothing more and lead on from that. So where I had been kind of stressing up to that point, I haven't started it, I haven't started it, when I actually let go and A, trusted that I actually already know everything that I need to teach and B, I, all I needed was a little bit of a, a guardrail to keep me in, keep going moving forward so it wasn't anywhere near as hard as I thought it was going to be in fact I ended up making it really easy for myself well and that's that's fantastic but now where in your life are you overdoing it still overdoing it in my business <laughs> but <laughs> so what drives you to overdo it what drives you Ah, that's a good question. So it's a mindset around all the pieces that need to be in place before I can press the go button or wanting to give maximum value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's even more because I can identify a darker one. Okay, go for it. Hit me with it. Uh, and it, it, it's a need, I mean, and I, at least I can identify it myself, to prove myself, mm. to prove I deserve to be where I am. Mm -hmm. Right? If I can or smack you upside the head with, with a, you know, the Britannica, the Encyclopedia Britannica of classes, <laughs> you can't doubt 
That's right. Authority. <laughs> Proving it myself, right? Proving myself. Um, which ultimately means that there's some part of me that's still not fully in belief, right? Either I, it's too good to be true, which is very possible, or a little bit scared. And this is very common in entrepreneurs. It's one of the most uh, predominant fears in entrepreneurs is that I'm a fraud. It's called mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. And every entrepreneur feels it. And not only do they feel it, but they feel it every time they go bigger. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I can, like, even in my own story, when I look back when I first started, the, the feeling of being a fraud, um, of not being justified in teaching what I taught or whatever at the time was so much stronger. So now I'm up leveling again. I'm putting myself out there even further than I ever had have. Mm -hmm. And for this next few months, my goal or my intention is to do a lot more visibility work, which is taking me out of my comfort zone. So yeah, that the, the being a fraud or it, it's not exactly, for me, it's not exactly the same. It's a little different, um, mm -hmm. but it's still loosely related resonant. to it. Yeah, it's still resonant. So, you know, this again is another up leveling. So we, we go through every time we go to another level, we extend ourselves. There's not good enough being a fraud stuff that is triggered for you to clear for this next level, which I've been actively doing because I've got the tools. And I have to tell you, it's going to keep haunting. <laughs> it keeps haunting people uh, at every level they expand. I'll give you a person, uh, not a personal example, but an amazing example is uh, Maya Angelou, mm. who is the Nobel poet laureate, like the highest achievement in like a, in the poetic sphere wrote 11 books and a quote from her, and this is not the direct quote, but she had said, um, they're going to find me out. They're going to find me out. They're going to figure out that I've been pulling one over on them and the game will be over. Like that was her quote, like that she about imposter syndrome. So matter, no, no matter how high mm -hmm. you take it, there is still it going to be this feeling inside of, I don't belong here, right? Like this mm. is for someone else. Now from the outside, Maya Angelou to me definitely earned the titles that she received and the acclaim she received. Her words are so wise and poignant and get right to the point of like the, es the essence of being, right? Yeah. And trying to be the best version of yourself. Mm. So to me, it's completely deserved the recognition that she received. And yet she um, herself, was constantly worried that somehow they were going to figure out that she wasn't as great as she was. The thing about imposter syndrome is, is the one experiencing it doesn't know how great they are. Mm. And, and you know, there's, there's beauty in humility and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to lose humility, mm. but there is a part where it becomes denial. <laughs> there's a, a subtle yeah. line in which humility starts to turn, it starts to turn into denial. We more easily see it when other people are in that space, because if you're anything like me, we are so worried about becoming a person that is arrogant. So I've got a, not an issue, but a, arrogance is one of the things that I'm, I'm in resistance to being. So I'm more likely to be humble and whatnot 
way longer than I need to be. And it's taken a lot of years for people to say, oh, you're doing so fantastic and I love what you're doing or whatever, for me to just say thank you as opposed to, oh, you know, it's not, not a big thing. It is a big thing. Right, right. And what, what actually came up for me in my own uh, meditation and journaling a few days ago was the fact that subconsciously I'm still apologizing for who I am. Mm. Um, now, for my personal path, my is I've always been all of my strengths are in what would be considered the fringe of society. For example, I'm an artist, that's fringe, right? And I am an intuitive and I teach intuition and I talk about magic. And that has been very much fringe. And so most of my life, even if it wasn't said directly to me, and it has been said directly to me, that that was not necessary. Okay, that's playtime. Now get real. What are you going to do for real? When are you right? going to get a like, real job? Do it, real. Right. And that people won't pay for that. People, and that it's a luxury and that it is not a necessity. And the other day I had this moment where I realized I've been apologizing to some degree, making excuses or apologizing for my own gifts, the gifts that were given to me through divine, you know, divine resources handed me these gifts and said, you are the best, you know, this is your strong suit, enjoy it. Um, But because it is so off the traditional path, um, there's, there's been a constant, I'm sorry, I'm this way. I can't, this is the best I can do. And like the best I can do is make some art and thinking that it wasn't necessary until I realized that it has literally saved my own life on many occasions my work the things that i love and am interested in have kept me from making worse choices in my life and they've literally saved me they have literally pulled my ass out of some dark situations and kept me on a path where i was moving forward with positive tra- trajectory and it took me this long to figure it out that they're actually quite necessary so I say this to anyone out there who is, you know, pursuing something that is outside the norm and really get yourself to, to ponder and contemplate and consider how your gifts have saved your life because I guarantee you they have. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. I think every entrepreneur should have a look at that because I think a lot of people get caught up in negating the power of their gifts because it becomes like with you, the psychic stuff just comes so easily to you. It's easy to negate that it's, it's a gift. It's a strength. It's a, it's a useful and valuable tool. Um, You know, for me, this being able to brainstorm stuff, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do that. That's easy. It's only been in the last few years that I've worked out that that's a real strength of mine, being able to sit down and brainstorm and come up with product ideas and blended ideas for a business. And I'm in my zone when I do that Um, to be able to then charge for that. So it's, think about the things that come easily to you and they are your gifts. That's why they come easily to you and they are valuable. Remember, there are people out there that can't do what you do. There are so many people that don't have the same creative mind that either of us do to be able to come up with new ideas. And I've I've met, um, you know, a few friends of mine, if you've ever done the wealth profiles, um, I can't remember the company that does it, but I am a creator. I naturally come up with ideas and, and generate ideas for myself and other people. Whereas 
my friend came through as a supporter. She's not very good at coming up with the ideas, but if someone comes to her with an idea, and my husband's the same, come to him with an idea and go, well, this is what I want to do, and this is how we're going to do it. He's like, yeah, cool, I can get on board with that. His natural strength is support. He doesn't have a natural strength in the, the creativity or the creative thinking in the way that I do. But everybody has their strengths. So think about what, what are your strengths? What are your gifts, your talents? The things that you find so freaking easy and fun to do. That's, that's what you want to be focused on. Because it. Yes. We're, we're, the awareness of that has been really programmed out of us, right? And we're coming back. It's, the beauty is, you know, you can only stretch the rubber band so far before kaping it, it snaps <laughs> back into place. So the good news is we've all been stretched to the limit. <laughs> we're snapping back into place, um, which is awesome. Um, Well, here we can flip it too to something like this, you know, and it's easy to look at a creative type person and think, well, that must be life path. Everybody who's figured out the life path is this creative being. Mm-hmm. Not true. Not true. Um, somebody who is deeply in love with numbers and understands accounting inside out because it just makes sense to them. And they love the idea of order and balancing. I mean, some people really resonate with that and they're very good at it that is that is a gift right there and they're very you know they're very needed especially by someone like me who's like get me away from that. just tell Man me what to do, no and I'll do <laughs> please don't make me look at it anymore it hurts my brain <laughs> yeah and it, like right, i know so like in school i see it a lot with my daughters and other kids you know some are really really good at the math some are really really good at the English I don't see too many that are actually really good at both but there's natural inclinations towards one or the other or the completely creative stuff which my daughters tend to be more in alignment with so well I don't know because I mean and we're all going to have different experiences so to try and categorize people is just it's a game we can't win but I'm watching my daughter who's seven years old. She loves art. She loves to create. She draws all the time. Uh, One of her predominant ways of communicating is through art. So Mm -hmm. I have drawers full of like, she leaves me messages that are drawings, you know, about how she feels Mm -hmm. about situations all the time. She also just tested, she just took her um, testing and she was 99th percentile in math. So she blows me out of the water in, in the cognizance between left hemisphere and right hemisphere. And maybe Mm. just, maybe that's where our children are going to be more balanced because thank you to us parents who recognized we felt unbalanced, Mm. right. And are working towards that. Maybe that's coming. I would love to see, I, I think that would be, that would make the most logical sense to me as a human upgrade would be being more balanced naturally. Mm. I think for me, it depended on my teachers. So there were some times where logic, I actually can see it in my own life. I am very logical and and tech makes sense to me. So I can be very left brain, but then I am very creative in in different, different ways to you, obviously, but creative in the way that I think, the creative in the way that I pull things together. So Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, Rach has the ability to sort of see how things are married um, that seem like two, two separate things. And I, I do 
uh, give Rach a lot of credit for helping me figure out how to merge my own businesses together to create a through line because before I worked with her, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how I could make that all work together. It felt like two different entities. And after working with Rach for years, I've had the, I have a beautiful, seamless through line between both of my worlds. And they make so much sense to people that they don't question it. Now, it almost seems like they just naturally go together. But, you know, before Rach had that kind of like extra vision of seeing that bigger scope and seeing the connections to each other, it could feel like two different things. It honestly could. Um, so that's the, the benefit. That's why I keep her around. because She's really good at the ideas. <laughs> That's just my superpower. And I love her, but also she's really good with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we started off talking about how do we, we talk ourselves into doing more than we need to. We've discussed mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different reasons why we do that. Um, do well, we justification, I think, mm. was the biggest thing. And justifying yeah. it because we don't feel like we're enough. And that's a big fear a big that one. we're going to help people unravel this year. But, mm. you know overdoing it because what you're doing isn't enough. Yeah. And I think behind what you're doing is you, right? It's it, how you feel about yourself is Dear tech gods, please bring her back. I think we might have. I thought it was just me. Okay, we're just going to hang here for a minute. Wait for Therese to come. <laughs> All right, since we're still live on Facebook, yeah, I think we've lost Therese, but she'll be back. So maybe something you can consider, start thinking about in relation to this topic, is to look at where are you potentially doing way more than you need to, and to look behind. You know, why are you doing that? We talk about it a lot in the Success Circle membership, where um, knowing your why, yeah, and that connects to motivation, but in this instance, look at what is the why behind that's motivating you to do things that you don't necessarily need to do. And if you need to, which is what Therese and I do, we tap into each other to work out, you know, here's what I'm planning to do, here's what I'm doing, or here's where I'm feeling overwhelmed, to get an outside perspective to point out where we're in uh, doing more than we need to do or we're taking the hard way around or we're not listening to our intuition which is all often telling us here's the easy way do it this way this is the stuff that feels good so taking a moment in the next week before we get to the next podcast share it in our group you know, look at where you're overdoing it uh, or creating making things feel harder than they need to so while we wait for Therese to come back if you've got any questions, we'd love your questions to come through. I'm just keeping an eye on the, see if we've got anything there. I'm just going to jump on my phone to get into the group. So, because that's, this is what Therese normally does. She watches the live so that I can just kick back. 
Kick-Ass. Welcome to the Entrepreneurs Podcast. Okay, see the comments. Yay. All right, so while we're waiting for Therese, if you've got any questions, then I would love for you to put questions into the, the box. And I will just see if we can get Therese back online. Da, 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 da. Must something must have happened to her internet. Beautiful. This will be an episode that we will edit out this part. Okay. I'm definitely much better when I've got Therese here to, to bounce off. Tick which. Okay. She's coming back. Oh, thank God. Don't leave me here on my own. Okay. I'll be here in a minute. It's interesting. In the last, uh, in the last few days, I've worked out that uh, my natural strength is I love speaking. So I had a great speaking gig on the weekend and I loved it. I wasn't really nervous for it. I got up and spoke for like 55 minutes and, and it flowed really nicely. And then when I had to do my masterclass yesterday, it was much like this where I can see the screen, but I can't necessarily see the people and I can't connect with the people. So I found it way more nerve wracking to do the masterclass yesterday and to be sitting here talking to a screen because I can't see any of you um, is not my natural flow. So hence the reason why Teresa and I tend to do this podcast together because that's my more natural flow. And Teresa's also then, she set me a challenge. So I've got to do more Facebook lives. So this will be out of my comfort zone, do more Facebook lives um, to really expand my comfort zone and to create more visibility for uh, Source for Shift. So hang on a second. She's just talking to me. Don't know what happened. Can she get back in? Give me a moment. <sighs> oh, Wi Fi shut off. She's waiting to reboot, maybe a storm cloud. Okay. All right, while she is getting back in, hopefully not too much longer. I'm gonna check if you guys have had any comments that I need to be on. No, no questions for me. No questions for me. Yeah. So while she's coming back, oh, we have a question. Thanks, Anna. Love your work. How do we work with working in our natural flow, not overdoing it, but still meeting our tasks? Look, there's no one answer for that. Okay, finishing our workload. Sometimes the balance can be hard with things need to be done. I totally agree. Um, 
in getting to my masterclass yesterday, I had a lot of tasks and things that I needed to do in order for it to be ready and for it to have the, the funnel and system all in place for that to go live. What I There are times where you do need to hustle, so to speak. You do the, the, the things you need to get done. And I noticed today when I was doing more things that I was hitting a wall uh, energetically and I had maybe an hour in the middle where I could have filled in with more tasks and more work. But what I had to do was to tune in and go, actually, right now, the best thing I can do is stop. Hello. I will let her come back in. So it's a, it's a fine balance at times. Sometimes you're going to be doing the tasks, but it's to look at where can you create the space to go into contemplation or to go into the ebb flow of your energy. Um, natural and natural energy flow is more potent when we take the time to do the rest and relaxation and I was telling Therese earlier that I've, my march is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so for me like I took the hour this morning to relax and then I'm going to take tomorrow afternoon after the pendulums class and then on the weekend I'm going because I can I've got the space to go completely unplugged and just take that time to relax and then I'll be able to, to do the tasks next week. Um, the more I can rest, the more I'll have the natural inclination to, to do the work. That said, I've, uh, the coffee's really helping me this week. <laughs> my happy coffee. Um, but, you know, I'm replenishing with as much as I can with my supplements as well as the rest when I can. So like we were talking about before, we might be overdoing it by filling in the time with tasks. So sometimes you're stepping back and asking, do I really need to do that right now? Can I put that off for a little bit longer or can it be done another day? So hopefully that's answered your question there, Anna. And hopefully Teresa's back for good. You don't leave me again. <laughs> she had just said that her fear. This is the universe. I swear to God, because I don't know what just happened, but... She said before this podcast, I don't like podcasting alone. And then the universe pulled me out. I did share that. <laughs> no, don't leave me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so clear my natural flow is when I've got Therese here and when I've got people to connect with, not so much my flow when I'm talking to a screen. So thank you, Anna, for asking me a question, giving me something to talk about. Lovely words. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Yeah, so I don't know if you heard my statement uh, or if it finished at all. Or Please share again. Well, I was saying, I was saying that uh, your how you feel about yourself is absolutely connected to your business. You cannot separate the two. So whatever you feel about yourself is going to show up in what you do. Massively. 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 It's funny because I've you know I've spent a bit of time in contemplation for myself. Um, you know, I have different periods of time this year and realise that, you know, this year I'm finally back in my business or our business, our business and my business. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, for the first time in many years, ready to really expand everything. So it's been interesting to look at where I've, where I've been holding back and why and where I need to grow and step into it. So this year is really about expansion, which means it's going to be a lot more experiences like doing a podcast on my own to take me out of my comfort zone. Bring that on. 
Don't go silent. I'm, no, I'm not going silent. I My computer is slowing you and then speeding you up. So I'm like trying to catch everything you're saying. Um, and also I realize every time I open my phone to watch Facebook, it makes it worse. So I'm not going to do that. And I'm very sorry for all the people messaging on Facebook. Um, I love you dearly. And Rach is going to catch it. Try. She's going to catch it this time. <laughs> so because I don't, I don't trust the robots. so i'm looking at the kick-ass and sparkly ladypreneur one is that where i go to see all the comments yeah you can look at any of them it'll take you back to our recording as long as you see the little video of us i see the video i'm not playing the video but the comments will just you got to play the video play the video (laughs) okay hang on a second i'm gonna have to turn this down we're all oh now i see the comments I realize what it is. What? Mercury retro. It is Mercury retrograde. Mother effing. <laughs> Mercury retrograde. Tim says, welcome back from Wi-Fi oblivion. Yes, it was awful. I was so worried that it was going to come back on while I'm like in the background screaming, Mark, what happened? Because <laughs> he's in the garage. So I thought he was in the house. So I'm like, Mark what happened and he's not responding and i'm sitting here going (gasps) (laughs) yes so classy so put together Mm -hmm. all right so if anybody's got any questions i can i can see i can see all the things by all means put a question you can see the things so if you've got a question that you want to ask um to get some psychic guidance or coaching or anything about what we've said today this is really kind of off-putting to see the video that's like lagging behind what we're talking about. I know that's it's. I know I I have developed this skill, and now Rach has to develop it because you can't look at that or it'll take you out totally. <laughs> Don't look at that. Totally. Now, if you go to Stop the top looking. or the bottom, which one? Don't look at one? it. <laughs> Avert like your eyes. eyes. Don't look at the. <laughs> Don't look it in the eye. I'm trying not to. I'll put. Oh, I can't move the video. <laughs> Because every time I look at it, I'm looking at myself and I'm looking down and making a funny face. I'm like, no, just look at the screen. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I know. It's so it, it puts you in a time warp. I know. It I've does. had to like work through all that oh, mentally. My God. Okay. This episode is. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That was great. I can't wait to watch, actually. Watch Rach go. <laughs> yeah, get over here in the headlights. It was, uh, it was like a Fear Factor episode for Rach. <laughs> you could have given me some warning, universe. <laughs> the robots. Okay, I keep making these jokes about the robots, and then the robots keep retaliating. So now I'm in like a full-on. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything to you. Next time I won't say anything out loud about what I what I'm struggle with or I'm afraid of. God damn it. <laughs> It's the robot. <laughs> they're slowly trying to take over, but first they said they'd help us. So <laughs> they're going to help you get over your fear. <laughs> and then they're going to take over. <laughs> oh, God. Tim says we are entering the twilight zone. <gasps> we totally are. <laughs> Feels like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, so, so I don't know. Do you have a landline? Do you have a landline still? No. A home, a home phone, or do you just use your cell phone now? All cell phones, right? So, so do I. Um, but we decided to plug in our our landline because with my 
business Wi-Fi package, it, you had to get a phone line. Mm, like they don't give you the choice of just the Wi-Fi. You also mm -hmm. have to get Wi-Fi and phone. Mm -hmm. So we have, we still have a phone and we plugged it in thinking, you know, it could be helpful. Well, now the phone rings and we're all like, <gasps> <laughs> like it used to be the phone the ring and you're like, oh, who's going to call me? And now you're like, <gasps> what's going on? Yes, the only one Why is my house ringing? Oh, that's right. It's the phone. So for the last few years when we did have a house phone, the only time anyone ever called us on the house phone was the freaking telemarketers. So we just didn't answer it. That's, that's it. That's, that's all that's calling. That's all that's calling. And I, and I still get them on my damn mobile cell phone. So, you know, if I don't know the number, so if anybody's trying to call me, if I don't know the number, I don't pick it up. If somebody really wants to reach me, they'll leave me a damn message and I will call them back. But I, I have to tell you, it oh. is such a novelty to my children who have never seen a landline. So when the phone rings, everybody gets up and dances around and they're like, what is it? Like they're freaked out. You should try and go and get those. I don't know if you've had a, the same as looking as us, but the old ones that have the dial. I know what we have is, so I have this phone that I've had it for like over 15 years. Mm -hmm. It's a pottery barn phone and it's, it's like pewter. And it's got the big handle with the, the oh, little yeah. coil, right? And it's got the buttons, but they're in the rotary position. Ah. So it looks like an old-fashioned rotary phone. I, I thought it was so elegant looking when I got it years and years ago. So that's the kind of phone I have. But they, they're just, like, so fascinated. And they're like, what is it? And then when it rings, they're like, can I hold it? And they just want to sit there. No, listen to the telemarketer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, it just, I think... You know, we, we take it for granted how far we've come technologically um, and the, the ease and grace which has come with that because I know that yes. my, my daughter when we, because we used, did use a video camera when she was a baby, so she's 13 now, and we took video mess, like video of her as a child and then when she got a little bit older we would play the video and, and laugh about how cute and gorgeous she was. And she'd get to the end of that and she'd go, I want to see Tyler on the TV. That's her name. She wants to see herself on the TV. I'm like, okay, well, let me rewind it now. <laughs> no, you don't understand. <laughs> Got to rewind it now. <laughs> no concept of having to wait while the tape rewound back to the beginning. Like, and I, I think we do that now. Like when our iPhone <laughs> drops what and like our, our Zoom drops the Wi-Fi. What? Yeah. What happened? No. I know. Suddenly I panic and I'm like, I can't get, I will never be connected to people again. <laughs> yeah. uh, so <laughs> poor Tim saying that the videos lag. It's like watching one of those old Chinese Japanese movies where the voice. <laughs> and the oh man. I think that might be our cue to go. We're done for today. <laughs> Wait, we, do we still do the, now I'm asking, this is going to show so much about how I know what's going on behind the scenes. We still just do the audio version of our podcast or do we only do the video too? No, we do the audio. The audio goes into iTunes and then the video goes into uh, <laughs> YouTube and then on the website. So all of it's there. <laughs> so maybe that's the best way to listen to this particular podcast. I think that might Go be the iTunes. case because we're recording it on my computer. So my computer is picking up everything that's working right now. But I, I might go and edit out that middle bit. Where what I'm middle bit? Out. Well, where you disappeared and I'm like, 
So Teresa's going to try to any minute. No, I want to see it. Oh. Fear factor. We're just going to, what you need to do is tell them to put the caption, fear factor. <laughs> Rach is facing her biggest fears. That's what we need it to say. <laughs> it needs to be real. People deserve to see this. <laughs> oh, God, help me. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. It is All right, so yeah, let's wrap, let's wrap it up. The robots fucked this one over. <laughs> you win this time, robot. <laughs> awesome. Well, until next time, <laughs> relax. <laughs> we got this. We got it. I promise we do. <laughs> Not the robot. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit, the number four success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, kick-ass and sparkly lady panures unite until next time. Relax. We got this.